Hello, healthcare consumers, and welcome to Escaping the Healthcare Prison podcast. This podcast is dedicated to making the healthcare maze easier to understand and navigate. I am Gary Prala, co-founder of Healthcare Consumer Navigator Center, and I will be your podcast host today. With me is Matt Stoker and Zach Lewis, production assistants. Gary, thanks for having us back. Oh, geez. Happy I'm to be really here, glad Gary. glad you guys are here. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. Today's podcast will be, Can You Escape the Medical Bad Debt Prison? The Medical Bad Debt Prison. My guess is, you know, the answer to that will be no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I, I think no might be the <laughs> answer it, it, for debt in general. But sure. We'll- but there's always options. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. Medical bad debt, you know, just before we get going, you know, medical bad debt is becoming much more visible in the media these days. And I thought it'd be interesting just to go through this and just to give everybody a perspective about what it is and how big it is. So with that being said, our goals today is to, you know, focus on, you know, how medical bad debt affects the healthcare consumer. I will explain, you know, some of the myths about medical bad debt. We'll also talk about how to avoid it. And we'll also talk about if you have it, what can you do and what are your rights? And then lastly, you know, we'll have uh, some takeaways for all of you so that you can, you know, apply and hopefully it'll help you uh, if you do have medical bad debt. So with that being said, let's just take a couple of minutes and talk about Healthcare Consumer Navigator Center. We started the company in December of 16 by launching our website, www.healthcareconsumernavigatorcenter.com. The purpose of the website is to educate the consumer about healthcare, keeping it very simple and focusing on what the consumer can do. There are planning tools. There is practical information so that you can walk through certain situations that that you may be involved in, billing, um, you know, bad debt accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Lastly, we have a blog and we have consumer trends that are what's happening today type of things. Our goal is making the healthcare maze easier to understand and navigate, and all of it is free. So just to let you know that, you know, there's no subscriptions or no dollars involved. It's for you to take full advantage of. It's as free as this podcast you're listening to right now. Absolutely. Um, You know, the company was started by myself, and I have an extensive amount of hospital physicians billing experience. Judy, my wife, is a medical records person who understands the coding and who understands, uh, you know, how the medical record process works. And lastly, Jay Heron, who is a ex-chief financial officer of a billion-dollar healthcare company. We're all healthcare professionals, and we all, you know, try hard to bring practical information to all of you. So with that being said, we're going to start the podcast today, you know, go from there. One of the things I thought we would, you know, start off with is what is medical bad debt? And I'm going to read this because I think it's simple and I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm hoping this is a a concise explanation because as as I asked before we started the show, I was curious as to what bad debt is. I got to be honest, the way I see it, most debt is bad debt, but I have student loan debt and people told me that's 
good debt, and I, I, don't, I don't really know the difference. So help me suss it out, Gary. What is medical bad debt? Zach, I think, I think even you will understand this. <laughs> I, you know, you might be surprised. <laughs> All right, here we go. Medical bad debt defined. A healthcare provider incurs bad debt when it cannot obtain reimbursement or care provided. This happens when the consumer is unable to pay their bills or they are unwilling to pay their bills. And the healthcare provider then has to write off the account to bad debt or it's a bad debt expense. So it's something that's an expense to them. It's as simple as that. Simple enough, I think. Sure, sure. yeah. All right, I'm, I'm with you so far. You haven't lost me. Good, good. Let's set the stage. And I think you're going to be absolutely flabbergasted at some of these numbers I'm going to throw out. We usually are. Let's see what you got. Just to set the stage, in 2016, there was $1.3 trillion of national health care expense. One point. $3 trillion, and that equated to $10,300 per person in the United States. Per person? Per person. Over ten grand a pop. Wow. Yep. Yep. Now, let's talk about bad debt. In 2016, healthcare providers identified $56 billion, $56 billion of bad debt. Dollars? $56 billion, Gary. $56 billion. <sighs> okay. I told you these numbers will <laughs> No, yeah. This is the kind of thing that helps me sleep at night. More than 43 million healthcare consumers have a medical bad debt. As, as, as you've defined it, not just debt, but debt that they are unable or unwilling to pay. Medical bad debt. Medical bad debt. They are either, you know, they can't afford it. Or they are unwilling to pay. 43 million people, Matt. I, you know what? Somehow, I, I'll let you, if you have more numbers, I'll let you finish. But uh, some of these don't surprise me. I imagine it happens really? a, lot a lot more lot. often than you might think. Maybe I'm optimistic. Anyway, I'm sorry, Gary. Go oh, ahead. that's okay. I, I just think, uh, no, I just think this is good. Hmm. Out of all that, 99.4% of the medical bad debt is sent to a collection agency. 55% of the healthcare consumers received a medical bill they couldn't afford. 55%? Mm-hmm. How do I get to that 45% that can't afford it? How does that happen? So, <laughs> what am don't, I doing don't go to the hospital. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, don't, so, don't get sick. Yeah. You know, a couple of other numbers, you know, that are the collateral damage numbers. One out of 10 adults delay medical care because they can't afford it. Only? <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, uh, one out of 10. That... I guess doesn't surprise me. If, 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 I'm, yeah. if I'm surprised, because that's low. Because I've definitely met a couple of people in my life that will go to the hospital, absolute last resort. Yep. Mm. And then lastly, as it relates to the collateral damage side, 60% of the uninsured Americans with medical bills will blow through their savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No surprise there. And, you know, that's not surprising. So you got to say to yourself, what's causing all this? Well, One of the biggest ones are the high-deductible health plans. A recent survey by TransUnion looked at what the overall out-of-pocket expense was. In the fourth quarter of 2017, per capita, $1,800 out-of-pocket. That's the average deductible? 
$1,800 out of pocket. You and I are writing checks. Wow. Yeah. All right. I, I've, I mean, I have a ton of experience with this because for the last several years, I think I've been on healthcare plans or my wife has been with very high deductibles. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, we do. We are the 10% that put off, uh, you know, I wouldn't say important things, but uh, we, we do put off certain things in order because it's going to, we have no choice to pay, but uh, other than, you know, to pay against the deductible. So we're paying full price for some of these things. And uh, this year, I mean, uh, my wife has gone to the doctor for a couple of times for for testing and it has been, they have been uh, six, seven, $900 bills. Mm-hmm. None of those are coming close. I mean, I think we're dealing with a $4,000 deductible on her plan. So like none of the, those are all having to be paid in full because they're not, they're not touching that yet. Hmm. Yep. No, I 100% agree with you. You know, I find myself as one of those people that does try to resist going to the hospital, but I think I have a relatively low barrier to entry. I know people that like could have a broken leg and won't go because they don't know how to deal with the bills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're 100% correct. And it is scary. Yeah. And, you know, then you have to say to yourself, well, if you're not going to the hospital and if you're sick, then you get sicker, then it's going to cost you more. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where's that line of demarcation that you have to make a decision on? So, um, food for thought. Mm. Let's take a minute and let's just talk about what are some myths about medical bad debt. I think these are sort of interesting. Love myths. Yeah, let's hear them. Myth one. As long as I'm making payments on a medical bill, it can't be sent to collection agencies. I don't tell me that's a myth. (laughs) I thought that was true. No. Okay. <laughs> not 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 real myth. It is not like a credit card bill. Nope. Nope. All right. Nope. Nope. They can send it to a collection agency anytime they want to. Myth two. I have to be notified before a medical bill is turned over to a collection agency. They can turn it over anytime they want to. <sighs> All right. Let's from, the, oh, from the moment they feel like you're not going to pay, is that uh, when yep. they can... Yep. We're really, we're really getting in the mouth of yep. madness here. This is all bad. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. <laughs> Sorry, myth three. Medical collections accounts are treated differently than other types of collection accounts when credit scores are calculated. I guess I can't say I'm surprised yep. by that one. No. That makes yeah. sense. And then lastly, I need to pay off these debts to clean up my credit. Well, of course you do. But see, there's a lot of people who think medical accounts don't affect their credit, Mm -hmm. a ton of them. And so, therefore, that's why these become, you know, four sort of interesting myths. It's bad debt. Now, I don't know if you're going to get to this later, Gary, but I want to talk about that myth number one about how if you're making a payment on it that uh, you feel like you could, it won't go to collection. Um, Do you feel that hospitals or medical practices could avoid some of this bad debt by being more willing to accept payment plans? Oh, I 100% agree. But because it seems like they're not very willing to do that. No, they're not. But they are willing to do it under their terms. And fundamentally, what their terms usually are, regardless of the size of the bill, is pay it off in 6 to 12 months. So do the math. If yeah. you've got a $5,000 bill, and if you divide it by 12, that's what, four and a quarter a month. Right. Mm. Now, who can afford $425 that's a big. A that's a big payment. 
You're not looking at uh, a two-year no-interest deal or anything like that. Yeah, (laughs) No, no. And so, uh, and why I bring up the $5,000 is because I was working with a lady who had a $5,000 bill, and I talked to the CFO of the hospital for her, the chief financial officer, and I got a 40% discount, but the only way he would agree to the 40% discount if it was paid in 90 days. Mm. Now, 40%, $5,000, $2,000 discount, $3,000 paid in 30 days. Who can afford that? Right. Yeah, Nobody. that's basically, that's that's no different than a $5,000 bill. You can't pay either. Nope, exactly. Yeah, I look at that and I and I think, wouldn't you rather? Now, uh, I'm not a businessman, so I can't say for sure. But it seems to me that you send somebody a two thousand dollar bill, they look at it and say, "Well, I can't pay two thousand dollars. I can't." So I'm, I there's nothing I can do here. I, I'm going to have to let this go. Or um, we send you a two thousand dollar bill, and if we put you on a payment plan, we can at least capture a portion, perhaps even a majority of that bill over the course of. Uh, a year or two. Oh, it, it seems to me like you'd rather do that rather than just have here's a two thousand dollar bill that's never going to get paid because somebody can't pay it in full. I agree with you. Now here's the irony. The irony is this: is that okay? Then you know you can't pay the bill in twelve months, and so you're making payments of you know twenty five dollars a month. You know, see the hospital says up oh, you didn't comply, and they send it to a collection agency. A collection agency calls you, you offer them $25 a month, they take it. Mm. Now, what does that mean? Well, generally speaking, that collection agency is uh, works on a contingency fee basis, which means for every dollar they collect, they keep about a third or 25%. I see. So they're much more willing to have some money rolling in. Oh, they will, because the more payment plans a collection agency can create, it becomes a mega, mega annuity policy for them when you stop and think about it. So if you can't feed the sharks, at least chum the water. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yep. All right. Well, lesson learned. So what do you do? What can you do before it gets too far, right? What can you do to avoid it going to a collecting agency? Is there anything... Anything there? Yes, you can. That's what we're going to talk about here is, is A, be proactive. And, you know, how do you be proactive? Well, number one, call the hospital before you have the service or doctor and find out how much it's going to be. Mm. So at least you can plan. That can be a big ask. It's tough for them to get those numbers out. They but. can. And we're going to be doing a podcast about pricing and which all of you may find interesting. And it is a challenge. Mm. You know, when you get the bill, you know, make sure it's correct. And I can tell you right now that eight to ten percent of the bills that are sent out are wrong. Eight to ten percent are wrong. That's a tenth. It's one yeah. in ten. That's as many people who won't go to the hospital right away, and something's wrong. I can tell you that for a fact. There's okay. Been, you know, there's been study after study after study. Wow. So you know, how do you avoid that? The biggest thing to do is is when you get that bill match it to your explanation of benefits that you get from your insurance company Mm -hmm. and make sure they match. Gotcha. And I don't, I don't know. uh, I I don't know if you have numbers on this, Gary, but are they more likely to be wrong in the hospital's favor or in your favor? Oh, in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) They're never giving you a discount by accident. Right. (laughs) A hundred percent assure you. Okay. (laughs) Mm. That's fantastic. 
you know, when you get the bill, don't be afraid to make the call. Call, negotiate, you know, and try to work out the payment plan and always, always ask for a discount. Mm. Always. If you feel that you're in a situation that you can't afford it, almost all hospitals have a charity policy. Fill it out. What do you got to lose? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Charity. Now, I'm too good for that. that I, I, I don't like that. Some people are afraid of that, Gary. Well, I'm sure they are. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what's important here is that take advantage as to what's available. Yeah, you got to be able to make your house payment at the end of the day, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. if you can get them to accept this as a charity, so be it. Yeah. Hmm. For thought. Apply yeah. for charity care. You know, honestly, if I was coming out of a hospital with a big fat bill, I'd do it. Why not? I mean, what, what do you have to lose? It's like it's like going to college a little bit. If there's money out there to be had, then yep. uh, you're a fool for not at least asking for it. Sure. No, I agree. And so take advantage as to what's out there. As I said, apply for charity. Ask for a discount. Ask for an extended payment plan. Yeah. You know, and basically go from there. At the end of the day, you got nothing to lose. Zero. Now, this one is an interesting one that I will bet the ranch that hardly anybody knows about. Mm. Ask your health insurance company for a one-time processing exception. Processing exception. Mm. And what does that mean? Mm. That means if by chance you went out of network and there were extenuating circumstances or they denied the bill for for extenuating circumstances, nine out of 10 insurance companies will make a one-time exception for processing, which means they'll pay more money on the bill. Hmm. Really? I'm I'm shocked that there's a way to get an insurance company to pay more money, but they'll only do it once. I guess that's the catch. That's the catch. (laughs) Okay. So one time is better than zero. Sure. It's true. So, I mean, look at it from that perspective. So... What if you have a medical bad debt? What are you going to do? Right. What if you're already in that boat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what are, you know, see, those are some ways to avoid it. What happens if you're in it? Well, first off, make sure you understand what your rights are. Okay. Okay. And one, always make sure you get a written notice from the collection agency. That's mandatory. They have got to provide that within five days of contacting you. So, for instance, if you're getting a call, Always, always demand a written notice from them. Yeah. Number two, if you think it's wrong, dispute it. Put it in writing and dispute it. They have to, by law, respond to you and comply. By disputing it, then they have to um, stop all collection activity on that account. Hmm. You know, written notices for no further action. Like I said, they have to cease sending those notices if you dispute it. Collection calls. Just like robocalls, they're going to call you at all hours of the day. They can't. So, again, it's within normal business hours. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. And, you know, and like any other uh, company, there's going to be the verbal abuses and threats that's out of play. And, those are the big ones. So make sure you understand what your rights are. Right. And avoid the verbal abuses and threats. Yep. Just because it's morally wrong doesn't make 
the math incorrect. So it's it's a fine line you got to walk, but there's things you can do. That being said, make sure you know what your rights are first. And I went through them very quickly. But, yeah. But if you get on a website, you know, they spell them out chapter and verse. And we'll, you know, like we'll have all these on our website. Yeah. You, you know, see for everybody to take a look at. One of the biggest things is that each state has a statute of limitations for bad debts. And it's important that you know what the statute of limitation is for your state. Now, here's the interesting thing about statute of limitations. One would think that the time starts when you have the service to when the statute of limitation expires. So if it's seven years, you think it's seven years. But you know, here's the catch. The statute of limitations timing starts with the last payment you make on the account. Hmm. So if you had a service in 2000, but you, you know, but you made your last payment in 2003 and it was a statute of limitation of seven years, that means it goes to 2010. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. So that's a good to know. Yeah. Just yeah. to let everybody know that that is a, you know, significant caveat or a significant situation you need to be aware of. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that means after that seven year time, it would fall off your credit report. Yep. Is that correct? Well, yes. And A, they can't collect from you, but B, that's when you press them and say, get it off. Mm. Right. You, you know, which they will. One of the other big things is to, you know, try to get some kind of leverage. And what I mean by that is that, number one, they're going to threaten to sue. They're going to threaten to do this. They're going to threaten to do that. Anything they threaten, especially suit or garnishment or something like that, will cost them money. And at the end of the day, your goal is to say, yeah, go ahead and sue me. It's going to cost you a boatload of money, but you're not going to get much more. So that becomes a leverage point for you. Number one. Number two is that nine out of 10 times, they've had some instructions from either the hospital or doctor how much they can discount a bill. And so, again, take advantage of that. Yeah. So, you know, try to figure out what your leverage point is. And Gary, I, w- I would assume you would say in all of these cases, you should at least make a good faith effort to pay your bill if you can. Yes. These are these are instances where either, like you said, perhaps the bill was wrong, maybe they won't fix it, or perhaps you're just in a, in a bad situation and, and uh, you had you had to get medical care and there was just nothing you can do and uh, this is where you are now. But you should make efforts to pay your bill if you feel like it was a fair bill. 100% agree. Yeah. And I think the other thing you should do is that if you think you're right, stand your ground, Hmm. dispute it, do whatever you need to do, stand your ground and don't let either the collection agency nor, nor the hospital or the doctor intimidate you. And I know that's hard to do. Oh, sure. But, you know, again, I think if you try to stand your ground, it's going to be a very, very positive thing for you. Lastly, Whatever is negotiated between you and the collection agency, get it in writing. Mm -hmm. Always get it in writing. They're going to be somewhat hesitant to do that, but at the end of the day, demand it. 
again, stand your ground. Hmm. So, you know, one last thing before we wrap up is that in September or on September 15, 2017, the three credit reporting agencies now have to wait 180 days before putting an unpaid medical bill on your credit report. 180. Six months. Six months. That just is a brand new piece of, of legislation that went into effect. So, again, that buys you some time. Now, the collection agencies aren't going to tell you that. So, it's something that as you, as a consumer, then have to figure out what your rights are. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's a big one. Hmm. So, what are the takeaways? A, be proactive when you receive a bill. Match it to your EOB. Challenge all denied charges. And remember, everything is negotiable. Make sure you understand your rights before calling the collection agency or answering their calls. As I mentioned before, we'll have all this information on our website for you to review and for you to take advantage of. Make sure you know what you can afford before talking to a collection agency. Don't let, you know, don't let them badger you into a payment plan you can't afford. Always negotiate, as I said before, and try to find a leverage point. Lastly, as it relates to the collection agencies, get everything in writing. And remember, the collection agency cannot report your bad debt for 180 days upon them receiving it. So with that said, that wraps up today's podcast. And as I mentioned before, we're going to have several podcasts you know, dealing with pricing, medical billing, medical denials. And, you know, the next podcast coming up is going to talk about medical quality, factor fiction. Have a great day. Thanks.